I had called upon my friend, Sherlock Holmes, upon the second morning after Christmas, with the intention of wishing him the compliments of the season. He was lounging upon the sofa in a purple dressing gown, a pipe rack within his reach upon the right, and a pile of crumpled morning papers, evidently newly studied, near at hand. Beside the couch was a wooden chair, and on the angle of the back hung a very seedy and disreputable hard-felt hat, much the worse for wear, and cracked in several places. A lens and a forceps lying upon the seat of the chair suggested that the hat had been suspended in this manner for the purpose of examination. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Book Blurbs. I'm glad you're here. At the time of this recording, we're still in the Christmas season and about to celebrate Epiphany. So before the Christmas season wrapped up, I wanted to put a nice little bow on it and do one more Christmas-related short story. So today we're turning to our good literary friends, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson, and we are talking about the short story, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I believe my first exposure to Sherlock Holmes came from my dad. I remember him always watching the PBS Sherlock Holmes episodes, and it kind of just grew from there. My awareness of Sherlock Holmes just expanded from there. I specifically remember in eighth grade English class uh, really becoming acquainted with Sherlock Holmes. There were three stories that we read in eighth grade English class that really have stuck with me and I re distinctly remember reading. And they are Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and The Speckled Band, The Adventure of the Speckled Band by Arthur Conan Doyle. And that was my first Sherlock Holmes story that I ever read, and it was a really fun experience. Uh, like A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, we each got a part in the class to read through the book, um, read through the story. And so it was really fun to kind of read through the Speckled Band with my classmates and try and piece together the clues that Conan Doyle presents in that story and really piece together the mystery. And it's one of the most fun reading experiences I remember from school. And then, of course, there's the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Although they're not spectacular films by any means, they're definitely a fun time. Uh, if they come on, I'll definitely sit through and watch them. They're just fun in that way for me. And then, of course, there's the BBC slash Netflix Sherlock show with Benedict Cumberbatch. Great show. Most of the episodes are really good. Thanks in large part to Cumberbatch's uh, portrayal of Sherlock. It's just spectacular, uh, and it's really gripping. Really gives you a, a different kind of view of the character of Sherlock and how he uses his mental abilities and capacities to solve crimes and mysteries. 
That's pretty much my background with Sherlock Holmes, so let's talk a little bit about his creator. Arthur Conan Doyle was born on May 22, 1859, in Scotland. His first work featuring Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, A Study in Scarlet, was written in just three weeks when he was 27. Doyle partially modeled Holmes on his former university teacher, Joseph Bell. In an 1892 letter to Bell, Doyle wrote, It is most certainly to you that I owe Sherlock Holmes. Round the center of deduction and inference and observation which I have heard you inculcate, I have tried to build up a man. Doyle's feelings towards Holmes, his most famous literary creation, of course, were ambivalent at best. In November 1891, he wrote to his mother, I think of slaying Holmes and winding him up for good and all. He takes my mind from better things. His mother promptly responded, You won't. You can't. You mustn't. In an attempt to deflect publishers' demands for more Holmes stories, Doyle raised his price to a level meant to discourage them from asking for more stories, but he found they were more than willing to pay the large sums of money he asked for. As a result, he became one of the best-paid authors of his time. In December 1893, Doyle had Sherlock Holmes and Professor Moriarty plunge to their deaths together in The Final Problem to devote more time to his historical novels. Public outcry, however, led Doyle to write The Hound of the Baskervilles in 1901, and in 1903, he published his first Holmes short story in 10 years, The Adventure of the Empty House. Doyle had five children, but no grandchildren, and died on July 7, 1930. Our featured story on today's episode, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, was first published in Strand Magazine in January 1892. Sherlockians from around the world selected the best Sherlock Holmes stories in 1999's comprehensive Baker Street Journal poll. Of the 56 short Sherlock Holmes stories, they ranked The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle at number 5. Containing many humorous elements, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle initially deals with the abandonment of a goose and a hat but it evolves into a more noteworthy case concerning a precious gemstone. So again, since this is a short story, uh, as per usual with Book Blurbs episodes about short stories, I will be discussing the plot in all detail. So be forewarned, and I highly encourage you to go find The Blue Carbuncle and read it before listening to the rest of this podcast. So I'll give you a quick minute to pause the episode and go do that. And now we'll jump right into the story. So, as you heard at the beginning of this episode, the story begins with Holmes and Watson inspecting an abandoned hat. Both the hat and a Christmas goose had been dropped by a man in a scuffle with some street thugs. Uh, the inspector seeks out Holmes's help in returning the items to their owner, but although the goose bears a tag with the owner's name, Henry Baker, based on the number of people with this name in London, there's hardly any hope of finding the man. 
based on his observations of the hat and its condition, along with some other little details with it, Holmes deduces Baker's age, social standing, intellect, and domestic status, but can't determine whether or not Baker knew that he was carrying this priceless blue carbuncle. When Baker appears in response to advertisements that Holmes had placed in London newspapers, Holmes deduces that his guesses were correct. Holmes gives Baker a new goose for Christmas, and happily accepting the replacement bird, Baker declines to take away the original bird's intestines, thus convincing Holmes that he knew nothing about the gem that was placed inside the bird before it died. He does, however, provide the valuable information that he purchased the goose at the Alpha Inn. The proprietor of the Alpha Inn informs them that the goose was purchased from a dealer in the Covent Garden. There, a merchant named Breckenridge gets really angry with Holmes and refuses to help him. He complains that people have been pestering him endlessly about the geese that he's been selling at his stand recently. And Sherlock, realizing that he's not the only one aware of the gem's connection to the goose, tricks an irate Breckenridge into revealing that the bird was supplied by a Mrs. Oakshot, who is a poultry and egg seller in Brixton. Shortly after, a man named James Ryder appears and starts pestering Breckenridge about the goose, so Holmes and Watson take Ryder back to Baker Street for questioning. Pressured by Holmes, Ryder admits to stealing the carbuncle and hiding it by feeding it to one of the geese being bred by his sister, Mrs. Oakshot, one of which had been promised to him as a gift. Unfortunately, Ryder dropped his goose and then confused it with another, taking away the wrong bird when he was leaving. By the time he realized his mistake, the other geese had already been sold to the Alpha Inn. Ryder, trying to follow the trail, got no farther than Breckenridge. Holmes does not have Brecken, ha, does not have Ryder arrested at the end of the story, concluding that arresting him would only make him into a more hardened criminal. Ryder flees, and Holmes concludes that Horner, the man originally arrested for allegedly stealing the carbuncle, can expect to be freed as the case against him will collapse without Ryder's perjury, perjury uh, in the testimony. So, a classic case of Holmes disregarding the justice system and the police for their incompetence and just letting things work out on their own, maybe giving out a little Christmas forgiveness for James Ryder with his begging that he gives Holmes and letting him go free. The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle is great, just an entertaining read because it gives you exactly what you want. It gives you that classic bond of friendship between Holmes and Watson, and it's a really good example of how something which most people would overlook, like a raggedy old ripped up old hat, could actually be a big clue to an entire series of events pointing to a much greater plot, which is very common in Sherlock Holmes stories. I also want to highlight Doyle's word choices in this story. They're noteworthy because they're subtle but they say a good deal about how the author sees his creation of Sherlock Holmes. On the first page of this story, Doyle writes, he, referring to Holmes, 
jerked his thumb in the direction of the hat. To me, it's that word jerked that's just so striking. It's not Holmes motioning or slowly pointing or casually gesturing to the hat, but rather jerking his finger to the hat. That's Doyle, to me, showing us that Holmes's brain has already moved on past the problem of the hat, something that probably took him only mere seconds until Watson arrived. And now that he has an audience with Watson, Holmes, quite frankly, is showing off and demonstrating his deductive prowess to Watson and to the reader. I also enjoy how Doyle, in an economical way, gives us a very descriptive um, language with the setting of the story, with it being winter, just a couple of days after Christmas in Victorian England. He describes to us how cold it is outside by writing, quote, And the breath of the passersby flew out into smoke like so many pistol shots. Now, if that isn't a great way to describe seeing people's breath on a cold night, I don't know what is. It's just such a novel and descriptive way of telling you in a very short sentence that it's cold enough that people are seeing their breath and it's flying out whenever they take a breath out in the cold air. So that's the adventure of the Blue Carbuncle for you in a quick little nutshell. Stick around after the break and find out what rating I'm going to award this Sherlock Holmes short story. Welcome back to this episode of Book Blurbs. We're talking about The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, a Sherlock Holmes short story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And we've arrived at that part of the episode where I award my rating to the short story. So, as a reminder, my rating from best to worst goes bookshelf-worthy, buy, library, spark notes, and pass. And I am awarding The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle the rating of buy. There are a couple of questionable and, quite honestly, laughable conclusions in Holmes's deductions, particularly with the hat at the beginning of the story. But overall, it's a really fun mystery read set during the Christmas season with no violent crime directly tied into the main plot. There is a history of murder with the gemstone that we learn about, but it really plays no role in Holmes's deductions and reasonings related to how he arrives at the conclusion of the mystery. So I think that's unique in regards to other Sherlock Holmes stories because I know the ones that I've read involve, you know, violent crimes and plotting and murder. So I think it's unique that, you know, that happens in this story. And honestly, like I said, it's it's quite humorous in parts. I mean, <laughs> our main clues are a missing hat and an abandoned goose. So it's just a really fun read and it ties in well with the Christmas season it's a fun uh, fun story to share with your friends and family, especially those that are Sherlock Holmes fans and nerds. I think they'll appreciate this one, especially since it hasn't been done in recent media 
um, like the Sherlock show on BBC and Netflix. So that is a buy recommendation for me for The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. Thanks for listening to this episode of Book Blurbs. As we begin the year 2020, I'm excited for what I have planned for this podcast. I'll be implementing some new equipment very soon, so I'm excited for you to hear that. And if you could, do me a favor and follow me on social media at BookBlurbs19 on Facebook and Twitter. You can send an email to bookblurbs19 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message for the podcast at www.anchor.fm slash bookblurbs. I'd also appreciate it if you leave a rating for the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. I think it'll really help make the podcast more visible and help people find it. Thanks again for listening. My name is Kenneth. I've been your host, and I look forward to you you joining me on the next episode of Book Blurbs. 